From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. Stormy night, stormy Thursday. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, the, the weather's been tough. Bill de Blasio is still an idiot. I don't think our listeners want to hear us. Absolutely not. So, straight to the guest. Straight to the guest. so nervous. Hello. Hello. Welcome to CoronaPod. Hey, Louie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are we already... Is this already live? Oh, we're live. Well, we're not live. No, but live, we're recording. We don't edit. We don't edit. Oh, my God. What What a... What an honor. What an no, honor. The honor How is are you all guys? ours. We're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. We're healthy, so that's something. How about you? I I am doing well, first off I just wanna say what 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 an honor to be on this show. I mean, this is people whisper about uh, Corona Pod on the streets of, of Sao Paulo even. So this is huge. <laughs> this is really huge for not only my, you know, my reputation but my career. So I, I thank you for, for thinking of me when uh, how about your love life? Is this going to help your love life? So I, I decided I wasn't going to talk about my love life on air just in case, uh, just in case it gets around. So I'm going to, I'm going to reserve myself from talking about my love life, but I uh, know it's, it's fertile. It's fertile. <laughs> even, even in these uncertain times, it's amazing what an English accent can get you. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're desperate enough to find love, which I always have been, then you can you can find and actually that sounds really bad. Let's be very clear. I have not paid for sex, but um, but uh, no, Brazil is a very loving country. So well, uh, I can't wait to to host you guys here. So you're in Brazil. What's what's the situation like with coronavirus? Oh, it's a, so it's been an interesting journey. Uh, obviously, I still have a lot of roots in New York. So you know, a lot of people I speak to on a day to day basis are my are my friends in New York. So when, uh, when things were starting to get pretty freaky in uh, the US or even in Europe, I guess, first, I started thinking, okay, well, what's going to happen uh, in Brazil? And I was telling all my Brazilian friends, like, oh, shit, you know, there's, there's something coming. And they, and they were just like, they just wouldn't believe it. Um, but to the Brazilians' credit, when, uh, when things were about to, to hit, like a tidal wave, uh, we all kind of went into lockdown, at least in Sao Paulo. Uh, which is where I'm based there, people went and took the quarantine pretty seriously. So it seems to be, but you can never tell because Brazil, at the end of the day, doesn't have very much uh, government funding for tests and things, but it seems to be, at least in Sao Paulo, that things are under control. But who knows? That's, that's certainly not the case in other parts of Brazil, because we're hearing reports of some towns that are just getting absolutely ravaged. Yes, I I, uh, I was just speaking to a Brazilian friend of mine last night, and she was saying that, and uh, her hometown in the northeast of Brazil, in her own family alone, seventeen people have it. Now, my first question was, how do you have seventeen people in your family? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, what proportion of your family was that? Because it's, uh, but um, no. So it seems to be a big deal in in other parts of Brazil. I think in Sao Paulo. Again, you never know what 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 uh, what's happening because we don't really have any testing here. So, 
And so what? The, the hospitals at least haven't been overwhelmed in Sao Paulo, which is good. So what is the government doing in Sao Paulo? You said they've kind of got it under control. What have they done to make that happen? So, so there's there's two very different. Uh, governments at play here to, to be clear right so there's the there's like the president of brazil which is the you know the one that hits the news every so often for bolsonaro saying basically crazy shit you know he's the it's, he's basically the, the the trump of of latin america yeah he almost like out trumps trump, trump sometimes yeah no he does he does indeed out trump trump and uh, so let's be clear he is still denying that coronavirus is a a thing but luckily sao paulo is a state uh, has, in the same way that you know, you guys have the the New York uh, guy, whatever it's called, Co- Como, whatever Cuomo, I forget his name. Nipple ring Cuomo. Nipple ring Cuomo. Yeah, that's a Cuomo. But uh, the the Sao Paulo as a state and a city has done a really good job of uh, of quarantining people and and basically shutting down all non-essential services. So we got in there because countries like the U.S. and Europe were kind of like uh, got ahead. You know, they they were hit first. So. Brazil, or at least Sao Paulo, was able to kind of take a step back, have a look, and say, "Okay, shit's shit's coming." So we, we shut down pretty quick. And what has that done to the economy in Brazil? Here in New York, you know, it, it's and in the U.S. more broadly, it's it's obviously just ravaging the economy. I think it's thirty million people or something have lost their jobs recently in the U.S. So some crazy number. How's that panning out in Brazil? So here's the the honest truth. I, I still don't speak Portuguese, so <laughs> all the local news that uh, I actually know way more about what's happening in the U.S. right now. But uh, um, so I don't know the official figures in Brazil because uh, I'm still not able to penetrate the, the the Portuguese required from the from the local newspapers. But it's bad. It's bad. What I have seen is that a lot of the big startups here, uh, of which I'm part of one. Um, have started laying off a lot of people. So it's it's starting to look pretty bad. You're seeing companies laying off 20, 30% of the, their workforce. Um, and look, at the end of the day, Brazil still doesn't have the same kind of uh, data infrastructure that the US has. So um, maybe it doesn't look too bad from the day-to-day life that I have here, but I'm sure like uh, when you're down there uh, on the streets and, and seeing what's really going on, which I guess no one is because everyone's quarantined, but uh, it's probably really bad. So I want to come back to your work in a moment, but you mentioned that you probably know more about what's happening in the U.S. than you do mm-hmm. about what's happening in Brazil. So you're an Englishman, but you've right. lived in the States for a little while now, and now right. you're an expat again. So you're, you're like an expat Two times, basically. Uh, expat plus. twice. You're twice removed from your from your homeland. What's it like looking back in on the U.S. and then, in a sense, maybe looking back in on what's happening in the U.K. too, and following it all from afar? Yeah, I mean, it, it's fascinating. I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. The the prevailing thing that I can't stop. Uh, seeing on a day-to-day basis is, you know, just the, the Trump government being, you know, on a daily basis doing crazy shit um, that, you know, just takes up all my attention. Um, no, it's pretty wild. I mean, I, I, I've definitely started uh, living a different kind of life in Brazil than I had in in, uh, in the U.S. and in New York. 
Um, it's definitely been, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's definitely a much more light, light-hearted atmosphere here than it is in, 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 in New York, let's say. And uh, so it, it, it feels fresh here. But, um, and then looking back in the UK, I have to say, I, I feel very removed from, from England these days. Obviously, my family are there. My sister is in London. My parents are in the countryside, you know, really isolating themselves. Um, yeah, it kind of feels like a faraway dream at this point that I, I revisit every Christmas. But uh, no, I have to say, I, I do really recommend people traveling around and moving to new places if they ever have a chance. Obviously, it's not easy to, but um, it definitely makes life interesting. Uh, if you're ever feeling like you're in a rut, move to Brazil. <laughs> did you, That's what I say. Did you think huh? about leaving Brazil with coronavirus coming? Were your parents saying... You need to get out of there. You need to go to, you know, a more developed, a country with a more developed healthcare system. Or were they comfortable with you in Brazil? Uh, so I, I obviously thought this through a lot. And I think it came down to a couple of things. This is going to sound so bizarre, but of all the countries that I've lived in in my life, which at this point would be England, the U.S., and now Brazil, um, I actually feel like Brazil is home for the first time. So when I did see coronavirus coming along and obviously I was asking questions around like, where should I be home? I actually kind of wanted to be here, weirdly enough. Um, and then from a point of like safety and I kind of made the decision in my head that no matter where I would be, whether it be New York or London or here in Sao Paulo, that, you know, if shit gets bad and I get coronavirus, I'm probably going to have similar access to like the, you know, the kind of care that I would need in all places, i.e. I, being that I would probably get, probably get access to it. So, um, no, I, I decided for me it was best for me to, to be here. And my, my parents and I are very, uh, I wouldn't say divorced from one another, but we're very independent. So they were kind of just like, okay, just do, what, just do you, bro. And I was like, bro, I'm going to be here. And they was like, okay. And that was that. So what are you, you know, how are you talking to your friends in Brazil? Are you, do you have roommates? Are you alone? What's your situation like in Sao Paulo? Yeah, so, uh, so when I first arrived to Brazil, I was kind of Airbnb and Airbnb. And then one day I met uh, this dude in a restaurant. Uh, people are very friendly in Brazil. It's very normal to be uh, anywhere, a restaurant, bar, walking on the streets, and people will strike up conversation with you. Uh, it's very normal. And I was at a restaurant and a uh, Brazilian started talking to me. I met her boyfriend uh, and we exchanged numbers. He's, uh, he, he kind of had started the Red Bull of Brazil here, uh, like a kind of uh, a healthy energy drink, so he says. Um, and uh, about a month later, I got, a, I got a call from him saying, hey, really random, but um, uh, my girlfriend needs a roommate if you want to move in with her. Um, so I was like, okay. I took a look at the apartment. It's pretty sweet. Um, got a great price for subletting it. And uh, so I'm now living with this uh, this person who I don't know very well. But uh, she has a beach house an hour outside of Sao Paulo. So she's actually just quarantined there with her boyfriend since like three months ago or two months ago. So I've been living alone in isolation by myself, uh, kind of just hanging out. And, you know, things have been getting crazy. I've started talking to the plants. Um, you know, I have to keep myself company, so um, things are getting weird. What have you named your plants? 
my plants, so I have a lot of big plants here, like almost like trees in the apartment. You know, I have, Brazil has access to some pretty crazy plants. So, um, you know, if you ever were to move here, you would have the great, but I have a, I have a cactus right here just checking me out. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great benefit of being here. And then in terms of your work, are you, I assume you guys are all doing everything remotely. Um, is that working out so far or, you know, is, is it kind of challenging to, to do work? Uh, it's okay. I mean, there, there have been a lot of changes. So I would say for me, the bigger change has been my role has changed in the startup. Prior, I was uh, in charge of uh, launching, uh, I guess, Loft. So I work at a company called Loft, which is this new uh, startup in Brazil that's involved in basically real estate and uh, or real estate technology. And uh, my role was to launch uh, um, Mexico. So I was living in Mexico, traveling back and forth and hiring a team to start operating there. And then one week before we were launching, obviously coronavirus hit and we made the decision to to put it on temporary hold. Um, and so I went from kind of launching that and, and potentially, you know, looking to the next country in Latin America to move to, to uh, basically a geographical expansion of my company being put on temporary hold. Uh, so I moved teams to business development. So we're basically now, we're very lucky that we just raised uh, $200 million one month before coronavirus hit. So we're in this kind of position now where we can go out and and buy companies, uh, you know, at, a, at a obviously better price than you would perhaps before coronavirus, and, and really kind of diversify our business. So, I've moved to the team that basically is assessing those companies and, and looking to, to to buy them. So, when going back to the question of how has my work life changed, it's felt more to me like my role has changed than it has been changing from working in the office uh, uh, and working in my. Um, on my desk here because I was having to do a lot of desk work anyway since I was traveling to Mexico and living in different places so for me it's been okay but uh, I've definitely missed uh, kind of uh, traveling around and thinking about launching uh, new markets and what's your are you hoping that after this you'll you'll get back to that you know how do you think your startups trajectory is changed by coronavirus well, I don't know. Let's uh, let's see. I, I definitely told uh, the the company that look, I've been working on launching Mexico since I arrived in Brazil, which was nine months ago now. So to be two weeks away from launching it um, is obviously a little bit frustrating. Uh, so I told them, look, I'm happy to do whatever role you want. That's it's, it's, it's interesting stuff, regardless. But I do when when we're ready to commit to Mexico again be it two months, six months, or maybe longer, depending on how shit gets, then I want to be the person to, to finish the job. And they said, of course. So let's see. But, you know, maybe there'll be a really interesting opportunity where we buy a company and an opportunity, you know, pops up that I could help lead a project or something. So you never know. But for now, my heart is still on launching Mexico and seeing what's next. That is the plan. Got it. Got it. Well, Louis... Thanks for coming on the show. It's so good to catch up and so good to hear your wonderful, wonderful voice. Such an incredible uh, accent. I'm glad you haven't lost it. All this, you know, all this time abroad. Uh, I know. So I know. Glad, that you still, glad that you still have it. 
I, I don't know if I still have it. It's definitely, it warps and, and, and it waxes and wanes. But, uh, well, the only thing that's consistent is the love I have for you guys. Well, so, uh, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> We're, we're, we're always happy to have you, and if you ever, you know, start to lose it and want to bring one of your plants on the show, too, we'd be more than happy oh to have God. you and the cactus. <laughs> yes, yes, I, the cactus is my rock here. It really is my, my companion during these darker times. But, no, I mean, uh, please, please come to Brazil. Visit me in Sao Paulo. Uh, I, 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 I'm so excited to show... Uh, the, what I, the country I fall, I fell in love with to other people. So please come visit me. Obviously not now. Don't come visit me during during the coronavirus times. That would be that would be bad. But, but uh, soon. in the future. Absolutely. Thanks, Louis. Stay safe. Bye bye. You too, guys. Ciao, ciao. You know, I'm just imagining. Uh, did you ever see Castaway? No. The Tom Hanks movie. No. So quickly premise of Castaway, Tom Hanks, he's on a plane, plane crashes in the middle of the Pacific, he's on a deserted island by himself. It's basically a one-man movie for like 90% of the movie. One-man movie. Incredible performance. But something that washes up with him on the shore of this deserted island is a plant. A volleyball. A Wilson volleyball. And he names his volleyball Wilson. And Wilson becomes his companion for his time on the island. And there's this amazing scene at the end. He's strapped together. I'm ruining the movie for you, but he's strapped together a raft. And he's gone out to sea to try to get help. And he's brought Wilson with him. And Wilson, a big wave comes, and Wilson gets swept away. And there's this scene where Tom Hanks bearded, scraggly, starved, is in the middle of the ocean, and he's screaming, Wilson! Wilson! So I'm just imagining Louis with his plants, <laughs> screaming, plant, cactus, cactus! Well, we should look up how to say plant in Portuguese. Yeah, can you look that up? For next time. For next time. All right. This has been Coronapod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy. Coronapod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat. <laughs>